0: Service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 58. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Bowie Sinclair. Bowie, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was a good time. If you have not yet, make sure you check out last week's episode. Give Bowie a follow. She is on Twitter at Bowie Sinclair, OnlyFans.com slash Sinclair Bowie have a link to her twitter her only fans in the lips and page from last week so make sure you hit that lips and page give her a follow while you were there we are also on the old social media we are at full service pod on instagram and twitter you can find me at tank funkadelic If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you're subscribed. If you could give us a five-star rating, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps so much for visibility. I'll send you a sticker. I'll love you forever. I say it every week, (laughs) but I really do appreciate it when you do that. So if you could, that would be amazing. Today, episode 58, I am excited. My guest is Charlotte-based luxury companion, Eliza Eshin. We recorded, I guess, the day I drove up to North Carolina like a couple weeks ago. So Eliza actually reached out to me maybe a couple months ago about the podcast. I was like, hey, if you ever come to Charlotte, let me know. I'd love to be on the podcast. And uh, just so happens, in order to get to Raleigh, you can uh, go one of two ways. You can go up eighty five, hit four, Or I guess yeah, yeah. You got to fucking eighty five, hit forty, or you can uh, take I twenty out to ninety five. Fucking take ninety five up, then hit two sixty four, but uh oh boy, I'm gonna go through Charlotte. So uh, I hit up Eliza. I was like, "Hey, I'm coming through. If you want to be on the podcast, we made it happen. I'm so excited. This is uh so so much fun with this interview. Uh, we talk about her love of being creative, writing calligraphy, living in Charlotte, her start in the industry. She gives advice for clients. We talk how our business has been affected by COVID, the importance of social media. We talk about it all. So excited. You can find Eliza on Twitter at Eliza underscore Eshin. Her website, ElizaEshin.com. I have a link to her Twitter website in the Libsyn page from this week. Make sure you check that Libsyn page. Give her a follow. I'm going to stop talking. Excited for y'all to hear this interview with Eliza Eshin. Thanks. Welcome back, listeners. It's Tank Smith. I'm excited for today's episode. My guest is a Charlotte-based luxury companion, Eliza Eshin. Eliza, thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Hell I'm yeah. I'm excited.
0: I'm glad we could do this. This is great.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Fuck yeah. Listeners, uh, I'm in Charlotte right now. Fuck yeah. Made the drive up. Eliza, how do you like uh, Charlotte?
1: It's fifty-fifty. 50 Okay. <laughs> it's a really small city, so... I- like with that comes not a lot of things to do, and then also like with the people, it's just really small.
2: It is
0: small,
1: so everyone knows everyone.
0: At least I lived in Raleigh for a while. Like I feel like Charlotte's like at least twice as big as Raleigh.
1: Do you think so? Yeah, really.
0: You guys got the tall buildings. Like it's. Um, yeah, I mean it's not Atlanta, but you know.
1: Yeah, it's definitely nothing. You guys like have Canada.
0: a you got a football team though. That's nice.
1: We do. We do. That's so that's a nice thing, but. I guess like with that, it's just really really small. I'm used to like bigger cities. Okay. So I guess that's probably where my judgment comes in. I feel you. I feel you. But it's definitely great. Like we have the Whitewater Center, and then we have like outdoors, and we have mountains, and you can go hiking and. Mountain
0: oh yeah, biking. you're like a, you're like a couple hours from the mountains, so that's not bad.
1: Correct. Yes. So. Hell yeah! It has its you know like a 50/50. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> how uh, how long have you been in Charlotte?
1: I've been around for like about five years. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Nice. Where uh, where are you from? Kind of like originally, I guess.
1: I'm from half. So I went back and forth between Florida and also New York.
2: Oh, okay, sweet.
1: So I did a lot of moving back and forth.
0: Do you got a you got a favorite spot? Like, if you had to choose Florida, New York, I got to choose one. What do you choose?
1: I would say definitely New York.
0: Okay, definitely New, New York, York. Yeah. New York's a spot like New York City. Yes. Okay. like Manhattan. New York's a spot. New yes. York's hot. Yes. It's fun. Yes. it's a good time. Yes. What uh, you got a favorite thing to do in New York?
1: Yes. So I love the pub, the public transportation, and like also going out at night, at different restaurants, and we just have like a bigger variety of things over there. Oh yeah. So, when we're very like eclectic and. Just a lot of people from a lot of places, so...
0: It's so mu- multicultural. I feel like Correct. here, like in... At least North Carolina, I feel like it's like black, white, Hispanic. And
2: mm-hmm. that's pretty
0: much it, you know? Yeah. But New York City, it's like fucking everything. It's great.
1: Well, I'm a foodie, so my favorite thing to do is just go out and eat.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. You NASCAR? You go to NASCAR? You ever been a NASCAR race? It's a, NASCAR, uh, it's a NASCAR spot.
1: Yes, it, it is, but honestly, no.
0: I'm not either. I'm
1: not a car fan. <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. I don't know. I was just like, she's probably not going to be like a NASCAR fan. I'm not. I'm like, well, let's see what happens, you know?
1: You know, but I'm, I'm not opposed to taking a NASCAR, you know, employee. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Especially if you're a driver. Hello.
0: Hell
2: yeah.
1: I don't mind getting your car. can Show me around. Fuck Go yeah. Go fast.
0: <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> what uh, what do you like to do for fun? What are you passionate about?
1: So what I'm passionate about and what I like to do for fun is two different things.
2: That is. it's a loaded question.
1: Yeah, it is. But um, so for fun, I actually like to be outdoors. So I'm very active. I'm very into my fitness. So that's something that I'm very also passionate about. Oh, yeah. And But I'm also passionate about being creative.
2: Oh sweet.
1: Um, so I love, you know, videos, you know, stuff like this, like podcasts. Oh, okay. Taking pictures, just pretty much exploring your things and just being creative and designing and also doing calligraphy.
0: Oh sweet. Like that's
1: one of my things. How hard is how work. hard
0: is calligraphy?
1: So it's actually not hard. You see, you don't you don't need to be a great writer. Really? Like a, yeah, you don't need to have really good handwriting. Because it's a it's it's pretty much like art. You're kind of drawing, but you're writing at the same time. Oh, okay. So it's actually known that the worst handwriters are the best calligraphers. Really? Yes. What
0: the? F- That's amazing. Yes, now, yes. How long have you been doing calligraphy?
1: Only for like about two years. Okay. I'm not a pro, so you can't quote me on this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yes, I I definitely enjoy it. It's very relaxing. It's kind of like. One of my ways to calm myself down, actually.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you What do you write like with like What do you write out when you when you do it? Are you just like write whatever you're feeling, that like, kind of thing, or like what a?
1: Yeah. So just random words. Okay. Um. Or I get like one of my handy dandy like workout sheets that I have. Okay. That they just have random words and practice, and you the just fuck? Yeah. you just write, and you can write for like a good hour.
2: Fuck it, yeah.
0: my my aunt does it, but I've really never met like many people that do it, so that's cool. Like calligraphy is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's really, really, really cool. It, fuck yeah. Just playing like with the colors and also with the inks and stuff. So I think that's really neat and really interesting to me.
2: Fuck yeah, fuck yeah!
0: Well, Eliza, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's good.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Can you uh, can you remember the first time you heard of sex work at all?
1: I think the first time that I heard it, it's pretty much like you know how you have conversations with people. And you're just, like, blabbering stuff. And I think it just came, like, about one of the girls was, like, probably talking crap. <laughs> and, okay. you know, she was just mentioning, like, oh, you know, look at that escort. Or look at that prostitute or that slut. That was usually the term yeah. that I heard the most. It's, like, slut, hoe. And it was very derogatory, in my opinion. And I didn't really like the way that people were being spoken about, you know, when these people were actually talking about it. But yeah, I think that's one of the first times that I've ever heard about it. And then actually talking about it, like as far as me getting into it. Yeah. So I actually met a girl. Okay. So I I met a girl, I'm not going to say her name, but um, I met her and she was telling me like, Oh, you know, you can play with men and you can make some money off of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? And she was like, yeah. And then there's camming, and then there's websites that you can go on. And just like she was just giving me like a bunch of different ideas.
0: Was she like a companion? Or was she just like kind of like just like telling you things she had
2: kind of heard?
1: So I don't think she was fully into it. I think she was just doing it on the side. Okay. But she wasn't really big on it. Okay. But she had done it, and then she was telling me like, this is how I paid for my boobs, and this is how oh, I did shoot. this. So I kind of got curious about it at that time, but I never really went full force because I had an actual boyfriend, oh, Okay. and I still wasn't that open-minded in the sense of bringing that into my life.
0: How did you end up uh, starting?
1: Starting is very interesting. <laughs> I actually was in debt. Okay. Um, I was in a lot of debt, like 10000 and it was from a boyfriend who had actually, like, manipulated my situation. Um, yeah, it's okay. And I decided to go ahead and fix my issue. Approximately, like, about two years later, I got offered, like, to pay very low interest and then pay them back. So I actually took the initiative and I found myself, like, being, being in a hard spot to pay it. While still having the opportunity to pay them back. Okay. So I actually contacted someone that I knew that was friends with the first girl that I told you about. Oh, okay. And they were in, they were, they were a couple, and they helped me meet some people, get into the field, and kind of show me
0: the ropes. Okay, sweet. Did you, before you got in, did you have any, like, I guess, preconceived idea of what you thought like companionship was and then like when you got into it was it different at all like than what you expected the job to be
1: i think i had a really good idea based on what i was told from these two people okay from this couple i had a good idea of what was expected and how it plays now she is a porn star quality companion okay so it's very different from what i do because oh, yeah. i'm more of the GFE girlfriend experience and that's probably why i didn't like it as much when i was around them okay i, I don't want to do that hardcore stuff but i definitely knew what was expected and i definitely like being taken out being gifted that sounds um, nice you know just Pretty much someone, you know, just being very generous with you and caring and just showing you that you're, like, the one and only for at least that time, you know? And it feels good. It's good to be loved.
0: Fuck yeah, it feels good. Yeah.
1: Hell
0: yeah. Do you feel like getting in, there was, like, a learning curve at all? Or, like, say, like, a waiver period where you, like, weren't good at it?
1: So, it wasn't that I wasn't good at it. It was just that I was, like, too really uh, I would say kind of unprofessional just not very tidy with,
2: okay with a lot of things okay
1: and there was definitely a learning curve the learning curve for me was actually learning how to handle so many things at once and then still being able to put some time off for yourself yeah. I think that's the learning curve and also learning all the things that you don't know yet.
0: Yeah, because I feel like there's so many things that until you actually do it, you don't know. Correct. And then you just have to learn by doing.
1: Correct. Like screening and touring. Oh, yeah. And where you're going to stay and how long and what states are good for you. What's not good for you? Like, do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want to be worldwide? Do you want to be fly me to you? Those are the things that you need to figure out when you're in the business and you kind of need to learn what you like and what you don't like and what suits you best.
0: What do you think your biggest like challenge was starting out?
1: Really being independent fully 100% yeah. with no backup, no help taking a risk, learning a lot of things on my own researching. Yeah. Cause I did a lot of that.
0: Were you nervous at all or hesitant at all getting into companionship?
1: There was a little bit of, you know, nervousness that goes around it. Obviously, you know, when you start something new or when you take in the plunge, I guess. Yeah. You're just like, oh, man, like this is totally different. I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. And that was my attitude Was I actually wanted to do it. But I was scared of how to approach it, how to get out there. What to do? Okay, just a lot, a lot of
0: things. Like getting into it, are you doing like I guess like research on the internet? Or are you like like con- like talking to other people that are actually in the industry as well? Like, well, how, how does I guess how does the learning kind of happen for you?
1: The learning is 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 all of that. It's no. you have to do a lot of research yeah. online, and there's not really much out there online, but you have to be willing to see things and to read things and then be like oh this and this comes together yeah that's what this means yeah and that's what this is about and then also getting involved in the community and talking to other people and just being really friendly and hoping that somebody you know reaches out and wants to help you because yeah. not everyone will though That
0: makes sense. i mean that's like anything you do that's some people are going to want to help some people are not going to want to help you know
1: yeah, but it's a, it's kind of a shame, though. I think we should all really help each other. I'm all about abundance, and, you know, we're all here for each other. So why would you potentially not want to help somebody so that they can get in trouble or, or so that they can, you know, get robbed or something? I just, I think I'm all for helping.
0: Fuck yeah. What do you think the most important thing you learned was starting out?
1: The most important thing is being firm being firm and knowing how to listen to yourself like your intuition like if something tells you that something is not right don't do it yeah and then also be firm if you don't want to take somebody that that doesn't want to screen, and they're trying to give you alternatives then you need to be like no sorry if you don't want to do this then i'm not gonna see you
0: yeah like it's like your safety comes first if you don't want to do this thing all right fuck you i'm out
1: Correct, yeah. I mean I won't say it like that, but (laughs) maybe I have once. (laughs) I'm sorry if you if you're listening to this and you were that person that I kind of blew up on.
0: (laughs) Somebody's gotta get that wrath, you know? Somebody's
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're not all easy to deal with.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do uh do people close to you know about work?
1: So I have met people in the industry and some of them I am close to. And those are the people that do know. The only person that knows exactly what I do is my best friend. Okay. And he's the one that helps me. And oh, okay. Our relationship is totally platonic. I mean, he even has a girlfriend and everything. But he's the one that has kind of like the brains
2: in oh, the okay.
1: industry. Because he would also hire escorts and stuff.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Hell yeah.
1: So he's open-minded and... He's giving me a little tips and pointers from what he's seen from, you know, the other girls. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Do you feel like having somebody to talk to about work is like beneficial?
1: Absolutely. I talk to him about it and he's always there. He's my back support. He helps me. Sometimes I vent to him about things that I didn't like. And then he helps me like tell me, hey, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. In case that were to come again. And it's okay to put your foot down. Yeah. So it's nice to have someone to talk to. And also with the girls in the industry, it's also nice to talk to them sometimes about what they think is best when certain things happen or in situations or about traveling or, you know, just
0: anything basic that, facts. Anything that could arise, you know? yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it is like, just like, I say that I've said this a lot on the podcast, but like, like if I have a comedy related problem, you know, I want to talk to another comedian who understands it. Cause I might talk to somebody else and they're like, you know, I, I hear your problem, but I don't really understand it cause I'm not a comedian, you know? So I feel like it has to be, I guess, like powerful to be able to like talk to somebody that's in the industry and like gets 100% what you're like going through at
2: that moment.
1: Yeah. So you're what you're saying is possibly maybe the answer that would be given to you is someone who is not in the same thing as you would probably be more generic
0: yeah and like not as helpful yeah because they don't get it 100%
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah who would you uh who would you say your average clientele is
1: older gentlemen okay and professional gentlemen which is what i prefer
0: fuck yeah do you feel like they know what they're doing when they contact you like clients do you feel like they know what they're doing
1: like do they know do they know how they contact? Do they know how to contact yeah, you? Yeah,
0: like how to contact you correctly. Like the, the the people that reach out to you know what they're doing when they hit you up.
1: Some of them do. Some of them don't. And the ones that don't are the ones that give me the biggest headaches. Yeah. And I think that that's what makes the the job a little stressful is having to talk someone through or having to convince them <laughs> yeah. that... I am who I say I am and that everything is cool and it's all and you know it's all safe and they don't gotta worry. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> but
1: most of them do know how to contact.
0: Hell yeah, that's good.
1: And those are the ones that I'm like, oh yes.
0: It's really not that hard. No. <laughs> <It's> re- <laughs> but I guess you just gotta do it to like. But some,
1: some... are also new and they don't yeah. really know. And it's like, okay, so You're new. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. By the way, guys, it's always good to tell a girl that if you're new, to kind of help you out. There's nothing wrong with asking for a little bit of help.
0: It's really, yeah. You could be like, I'm new. Can you kind of like...
1: Direct me, guide me. Like, how do I do this? How do I approach you?
0: Yeah. But I feel like, too, like, I guess... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to put too much, like, work on whoever I'm, like, contacting, you know. I want to make it as easy as for, like, as easy as possible for them to book me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, having all this back and forth where I'm like, oh, I don't really get it. Like, I feel like, maybe, like, do some research on the internet or just listen to this podcast. Hey, do that.
1: Yes, and <laughs> listen to the podcast. It will help you tremendously.
0: How, uh, in screening, right, how do you feel about references from other providers?
1: I actually look up. The girls that I am being told who they have seen. Yeah. And if I don't think that they're well established, I tell them that I cannot get any references. Yeah. Some of the girls are very professional and those are the ones that I have to give credit to. Like, they're just on top of their game and I'm just like, whoa, I like this. Yeah. You're different. And then there's like the other ones that would just be like, oh, he's fine. He's okay. And I'm just like, um, not even like a hello, you know. I don't know. It It they just it. There you can tell that the the form of grammar is completely different when it comes from like someone who's well established and okay. really high end, versus someone who is a low provider and not on the classy luxury spectrum. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like, or I guess, how willing do you feel like clients are to, like, screen or, like, give up personal information? Do you feel like clients are willing to do that?
1: It. I think that one is 50-50. Yeah. Some clients are very skeptical and kind of rude. And then you have the other ones that are like, yeah, sure, no problem. Here you go. And it's like, okay, uh... I could see why someone would be nervous. I get it. I totally get it. But that's why you have to do your research. That's why you have to make sure that the girl who you're contacting, is she who she says she is?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Does she have a website? Does she have, you know, advertisements on multiple pages? Is she real? Like, what are people saying about her? Yeah. You know? I think you can get a really good idea of who you're contacting and who you want to see. And then from there, I think maybe you could be less nervous.
0: How does, I feel like social media definitely is a big help in terms of that, like, not necessarily like, oh, yeah, I feel like it does help legitimize you as a like professional, you know? Um, Do you feel like social media helps in your business?
1: Absolutely. It really, really does help. That's why I actually focus on my Twitter. Okay. And why I'm a little bit more real there. I'm a little bit more on the hey this is me you know this is this is me and this is eliza too you know mixed in there it's like a little mixing pot in there and also the website you know i'm actually doing a video in two weeks so that gives you a really good idea of what my body looks like in real time
2: yeah
1: and also you know that i am who i say i am hopefully you know yeah in some way, I hope you yeah. can be like, yeah, that's Liza.
2: Yeah. I feel like it, uh,
1: Matching my photos, with my video, with my social, with my advertisements. I'm pretty sure you can get a good idea of who I am.
0: That is <laughs> who I want to book. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel like attraction plays a role at all when seeing a client?
1: Attraction as far as looks or like attraction overall?
0: I guess like looks wise, I guess I, I, guess I hadn't thought about it, but I was like, I guess looks, I guess is what I was thinking out
2: thinking about.
1: No. It's a job. You need to just put up with what you got. Yeah. Some of them are actually surprisingly surprisingly very well put together. Yeah. And they look good for their age. And I actually tell them. Yeah. And I'm not even lying about it when I tell them. But yeah. I, I wonder if they think I'm lying. Because they don't really believe it. They're like, no.
0: But yeah, it, it feels good to hear it, though.
1: Yeah. It still feels good. I mean, I'm going to compliment you. I mean, if you dress nice and you look nice and you smell nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you, hey... And to be honest with you, there's not a lot of 50-year-old men that actually have really good skin and that look nice. Okay. Like, that are fit and healthy. So when I see one, I'm just like, hey, you're so healthy.
0: Yeah. you looking good, <laughs> bro. You walk, dude.
1: You look good for your age. You
0: speed walk? What do you do? <laughs> and
1: some of them don't even look their age. Yeah. They look younger.
2: Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but attraction doesn't play, No. Attraction definitely doesn't play a role.
2: Oh,
0: yeah.
1: It's a job, so you got to take what you got. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you feel in a session any pressure to live up to, like, clients' expectations at all?
1: Yes, to a degree. So I'm pretty sure some people expect something more. But if I'm not comfortable with it and if it doesn't fall within my safety terms, I'm definitely not going to do it. Yeah. So there is a pressure there because I'm pretty sure... Some of them might not see me again because of that. Because they want probably more. Yeah. But that's totally fine with me because I know what I want. And that's where the firm comes in. You have to be firm. And you have to be like, hey, even though so-and-so does this with you, I can't do that with you. I'm so sorry. And, you know, I think men love a little, you know bitchiness so you, i feel like you, got, you
0: gotta respect it it's like you just respect it. it's like she doesn't do that okay cool like yeah. fucking respect that shit or go somewhere else bro
1: exactly and when they ask more than once that's where i get a little bitchy and i'm just like mm, no yeah <laughs> and i think that i think some of them will come back because they do like that yeah they like that spiciness Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> has your business been affected by covid at all
1: No. Nice. I think I've actually excelled.
0: Fuck yeah. That's great.
1: I know. It's kind of weird for me to say that, but... um, i talked to a bunch of
0: people. They're like, yeah, COVID was like... It was a good thing for me.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I really think COVID is a good thing. People are bored. People don't know what to do. Probably some, you know, relationships, situationships, whatever you want to call it. Marriages are probably on the breakdown <laughs> and i'm and i'm here to just save you
0: i feel like because people have just been like stuck with their like spouse for exactly. the longest time like my mom she works from home and my dad does too but like a couple of her co-workers they're like stuck at home and they're like me and my wife are just like they're not used to spending that much time together you know because they're used to like that at least eight hours apart when they're like working during the day but now they're just like 24 hours and they're like i gotta get the fuck out of here
1: Yeah, and also, you know, also have to take into consideration that some girls have been on a hiatus. Yeah. And some girls have gotten out. Yeah. Because of COVID. So I think that's why some of us are kind of succeeding in this. So for me, it's been thankfully very, very
0: good. Fuck yeah. How do you you feel about reviews? Do you feel like they're beneficial for you as a provider?
1: Yes. Yes and no. I don't know. So, my idea overview would just be like, hey, this girl is reliable. She looks exactly like her photos. She's beautiful. She's smart. She can have a conversation. Boom. Yeah. And also, like, you know, the most important is, is she reliable? Yeah. Because I think that that's the major one that everyone kind of. I think Lex a little bit because... I mean, reliability,
0: reliability is huge, yeah.
1: Exactly. Think about it. People are so nervous to even contact you and send you information. So if everyone would just be like, yeah, she's reliable. Yeah. Then it would just make things a lot easier. Rather than going into details about what is being done, I just feel like people don't really see the more basic stuff, which yeah. is reliable, she looks the same, she's good keep him moving yeah. like that.
0: Cuz I feel like that's really all you need to know.
1: Correct.
0: Cuz it's not like I've heard I mean like so many people have said it's like what I do with you does not mean I'm going to do with this person that I'm going to do with this person like it's all like subjective, you know.
1: Yeah, your miles may vary.
0: YMMV. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does burnout ever happen for you?
1: Oh yes, definitely.
0: What uh what helps with burnout?
1: What helps with burnout is taking a break.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think some of it is mostly a mental burnout. I mean, we go into these things where we have to be the best of the best on our best behavior. Yeah. And yeah, we can be ourselves. So we are ourselves. But we have to be very patient, very, you know, customer service. Yeah. Hey, what do you want? Hey, what's this? And I love hearing people talk to me, so I don't mind, but it can be a lot of energy to take in. Yeah. And I think that that's what it is, is the burnout. It's the mental burnout. And yeah. also having to, you know, look my best and be my best and be fit with yeah. this and be sexy. And that's also burnout, too, because that all plays with you mentally yeah. as well. So.
0: Do you feel like your job is more like emotionally laborious or like physically laborious on you?
1: I would say more emotional than physical. Okay. It's definitely an emotional toll. Sometimes, like I said, like just getting in the energy, other people's energies is sometimes overwhelming. Yeah. Because I can feel certain things that I may not share with them. So, you know, I may feel some sense of like loneliness, unloving, also sadness from or stress. I feel a lot lot of stress. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it takes a toll. And then also I would think that I think when it comes to like dealing with the people who are just very difficult to handle, whether it's someone that I've never met before or someone that I have, I think that also plays an emotional toll because yeah. it gets you to a point where you're just like frustrated and disappointed, or you're just angry, and you're just like, "Oh."
0: oh. But you gotta keep it in because you're.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then me being a woman, I'm just like, "Oh, men." <laughs> of course, he has to be a guy, you know, because you know some of them are just, just not nice. They're not nice at all. And they act like men. They act like men, men. And I feel like men don't have filters.
0: What's up, dudes? (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, though. I definitely, I know what you're saying.
1: Yeah, they kind of, you know, they kind of slip away sometimes. And they're just kind of like, hmm, they say some things. And I'm just like, ooh, you know, good thing I'm in a great mood. Because if not, I would have backhand slapped you right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been told that I sounded like a dumb blonde once. And I was like, well, maybe I'm just acting like it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but also, give me that money, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think um he definitely apologized though. But I didn't like the commentary.
0: Yeah. Do you uh do you ever tour at all?
1: I do. I do tour.
0: Fuck yeah. How do you how do you like it? I love it. Do you have uh, any best cities to tour in?
1: Not yet, because I haven't been touring for long, but I promise to share in the next one. Hell yeah, hell yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like your views on sex or sexuality have changed at all since starting?
1: Definitely. I was born in a very religious home, and for a long time, I thought that I was very sexually open, but I was obviously... Kind of brainwashed that that wasn't okay. Oh, okay. And I didn't know why I feel why I felt the way that I felt, but then I was also trying to be you know all oh, godly and you know worship and yeah. It's just at one point I finally couldn't take it anymore, and so before I used to be one of those girls that would be like, oh she's a hoe, ooh you know and i can't sleep with no more than 200 men ew yeah and it's funny because i really do not like that version of me that was somebody that i really regret being yeah. and you know if i ever you know hurt anyone's feelings i apologize i'm sorry and i didn't mean to but i definitely am obviously more accepting and more open And I don't see it like that anymore. My views have totally changed. And I'm really glad it did. Fuck yeah. Because we should all accept one another, no matter who you are or what you do. It doesn't have to even be this. Yeah. But you just need to have an open mind. And I think everyone should show some type of appreciation for everything. Even if it's not something that you precisely like. Yeah. You don't have to, but just don't put anyone else down. Yeah. I'm all about that.
0: I feel like just as you get older, you just grow as a person. Because, I mean, for sure, I've said some terrible things in my life, you know? Right? But then you're, like, looking back and you're like, holy shit, wow, I'm so glad that that's not who I am anymore, you know? But you just grow as a person as you fucking live this life and meet people and you get in different circumstances. It's like... It, it just happens naturally, I feel like.
1: Yeah. Um. I think it's really important to just not be ignorant and to not label people as well. Yeah. I think that there's just a lot of judgment and stereotypes that come th- with that. And I'm definitely not about that anymore. I'm all for if this is who you want to be, then I will accept you. Hell yeah. But as long as it makes you happy, though. Yeah. Because... It needs to make you happy. You have to be sure of who you are and who you want to be.
0: I mean, you guys, you should do every, like, yourself should come first, you know? It's like... Correct. Why I try to be happy for somebody else or what people think that you should do. Like, it all is... It should come for you, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. That mental health awareness is what I'm all about. So, yeah. yes. Yes.
0: Fuck yeah. Do you feel like your views on men have changed at all since starting?
1: Absolutely
0: how so how so
1: <sighs> okay so full disclosure sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings <laughs> um so, I don't I don't want to sound like a feminist or you know like a, like a typical woman but definitely I've come to the conclusion that men will be men and that means that men are hornballs hornballs so I mean that pretty much sums it up <laughs> and And they're going to do whatever they want to do, no matter what.
0: No matter the cost. No matter
1: (laughs) what. But I'm all for it because it helps me, so. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I mean, I still love men, you know?
0: Hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) High five through the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Does... How you view yourself, has that changed at all since getting into companionship?
1: Yes. I've actually been the type that would probably tell you, so going back to men, right? Yeah. You know, I just would tell you, no, I want to be, you know, with this type of person, and I want to be in this type of relationship, and I only have this mindset, so it all goes back back to also being judgy and the way that I was raised. Oh, okay. And I've definitely evolved and I've definitely changed and that has made me more accepting to a lot of things. Even if I don't know of them, I'm still willing to try something new or Uh, to hear something new. Hell yeah. And I want to learn. I want to learn even if it means that I may not like it. I still want to see if there's an opportunity if I might like it. Yeah. You know, the idea of something or it could be anything. So anything in general. So pretty much I'm just open-minded, more accepting. And definitely, definitely I have changed my views on relationships. Oh, okay. And marriages. So I wouldn't say that marriages are not real because they probably are to different people out there. But I, marriage is, is definitely a difficult thing to acquire and to yeah. to handle.
0: Forever is a long time.
1: Forever is a long time, <laughs> yes. But I don't think it's the fairy tale that people make it seem.
0: Yeah.
2: Or
1: at least n- not what society makes it seem.
2: Yeah.
1: And I just think that we need to be a little bit more realist. And so now I would probably say that I would want to be in an open relationship because that's something that I have learned from men, yeah, from my job, and also from what I think is less dramatic and less stressful. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if we're going to be honest with each other, why not do it the right way?
0: Yeah. Because I feel like honesty is the key to like making a relationship work and it's like, if that honesty is there, I feel like that you haven't really lost anything just because you have done something like with somebody else. It doesn't.
1: Correct. And we're all human and we're all tempted. And I think that that's something that we all forget. Yeah. That we're just human beings and we are what we are.
0: But it's just so funny. Like, I guess it's like social, like, I guess constructs, try to put it on you. Like, Oh, you sleeping with somebody else is like a bad thing. And then, but you're like, but I don't view it that way. And then it's just like all this shame or whatever is put on like pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy because it's like, that's, it's bullshit. Yeah. In a lot of cases.
1: Because it normally comes down to judgment. You know, society, what society thinks is best for you. Yeah. Also religion.
2: Religion for sure. What is
1: frowned upon. Yeah. What is a sin. And... But then again, you know, if you think that, keep going because that's what keeps me going. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, play it down. Yeah. But I just, that that's not something that I would want. I know that an open relationship it's probably something in my path.
0: Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. What do you know about yourself now that you didn't know before you got into companionship?
1: That I'm actually a really good lover.
0: Oh
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Like seriously. Nice. Yeah. Like I've been, I think this, this is me. This yeah. is me, me. Like this is meant for me. Like I'm, I'm really good at something finally.
0: That's great. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I feel like everybody's searching for that thing and they're like, what am I good at? And then you're like, wait a second, I found this shit and I can get paid. This is beautiful.
1: Yeah. So I had a client tell me that it's actually the companions that are actually really good at you know, yeah. And having relations. And the more, is.
0: the better. The more you do something, the better you get it. Like whatever it is.
1: I guess, right? I guess practice makes perfect. Yeah. That I've been told that I am, you know, one of those great lovers, and I was just like, wow. And that I'm very sensual. So, I like. It feels good to be told that you can please someone yeah. in a nice way. Yeah. And it just feels good. It feels powerful to me, actually. I mean, I think that's why I like this job.
0: Making somebody feel good, like that ability, feels good. Yeah. yeah. Like making like that shit. Like if I can make somebody feel good, like whether that be through making them laugh or just whatever, I'm saying like that. That shit feels good, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like the build, like just knowing that you're doing that shit on a daily basis, like that's fucking dope. Like.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I just I like the power for sure.
0: Yeah. What do you think the best best part of the job, worst part of the job is for you?
1: Best part of the job is super easy. It's the gifts. And also the income. But definitely the gifts. I love being surprised. I love being shown that someone cares for me or someone loves me. and, And not love. I don't mean like that. But I mean like just that somebody is thinking of me. Yeah. And... Definitely love the gifts. The gifts is one of the things I love the
0: most. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
1: and so, you know, if you if you ever want to make me happy, now you know.
0: Hit you it know, with them gifts. Yes. I love surprises.
1: <laughs> and one of the worst things of the job, I would have to say, is that nervous barrier that you get. When you don't really know someone,
2: okay, and
1: you're meeting them for like the first time, it's not terrible, but you are having to break that, hey, I don't know you, yeah, in a really quick moment
0: have you always been like kind of like a social person like are you like are you easily able to like go up just like can you go up to a stranger and just talk to him and be like oh hey what's up how's it going and like make them feel at ease or was that like a learned thing
1: so yes and no i've actually was very social at a very younger age super out there super social i've become an introvert extrovert more now okay so now i wouldn't just go up to anyone and i actually get a little tense when people come up to me randomly yeah start talking to me before that would never happen and things have changed as i've actually gotten older and i think it's because of the certain hardships that we've been through as people, like our learning experiences with other people, whether it be in our job or whether it be in real life, you just kind of get that wall up guard. Like, hey, you know, gotta, gotta be more cautious. So I am very good. When I'm in in my comfort space. So I think that's what they call it.
2: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: When you're in your comfort zone, when you're in your comfort space, when you feel comfortable, that's when you can embrace yourself better. Yeah. But when you're out and about, so when I'm not at my space, that's where it gets a little difficult. Yeah.
0: Because you're like in the unknown, you know?
1: Correct, yeah. So doing it is very easy for me. When I'm working, but when I'm not, it's I tend to be very silent.
0: Yeah. Do you uh, do you ever do duos? Yes, I do. How have they have they been?
1: I've only done very few. So okay. Like probably less than five, or maybe about five. I would have to say that my real life duels have been a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of sad. And I think the reason why is, is because it's not the guy. It's, it's definitely not the guy. I think it's the girl more. Either she's not into it, or she doesn't feel comfortable. Oh, okay. Um, even if I do know them, they kind of tense up, and they're not very flowy and natural. Oh, okay. And by the way the men can sense that
2: oh shit okay
1: so they sometimes will not have a really good experience and they will share that like yeah. hey I, this this wasn't like all that cracked up to be yeah and it's just like ooh but you know I like girls so I get into it but I can't do anything about the other girl she's not into girls yeah so i think if you ever want a duo, you have to ask the other girl if she's really into girls. Yeah. And if she's comfortable too.
0: How is it, How hard is it finding people in like to work with?
1: Like for duels? Yeah. It's very hard. And it's, it's more so hard because of what I told you. Like they just don't feel comfortable or they're just not into girls. And yeah. I think a lot of them would just be like, no, I'll pass. And, you know, I don't ask any questions, but yeah, they're just, it's not easy to find someone who's who's down.
0: I feel you. What would you tell somebody wanting to get into, like, companionship? What would you tell that person? Like, advice.
1: Be safe. Be firm. If you're going to do this, do it right. Keep consistent. So do it for a long time time if you have a goal and don't let anything come in your way so mostly with that it would be like mostly a relationship i think anyone whether it be male or female a relationship can really uh, deter you from your goals so if you want to do this you have to either be strong-minded or you have to just be single. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What would you tell, like, a client wanting to see a companion for the first time?
1: The advice that I would give him?
0: Yeah. Or her. There's lady clients out there. But. Uh...
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. There are lady <laughs> clients. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, so t- make sure this is the person that you want to see. And if you're going to go all out with a bang, I mean, you might as well go with someone that you fantasize about so for example if you've never been with a guy with six packs or you've never been with a girl who has blonde hair and big boobs why not find somebody that you like that you find attractive do your research and don't put a price on it i think that when you get stingy so probably you're going to have less fun because you're less attracted.
0: I will agree with that. I feel like the whole like money thing, because like every, I feel like when you get in, you don't really know what's up in terms of like someone's charging $200 for this. Someone's charging $400 for this. Someone's charging $600 for this. Mm-hmm. What's the fuck? What's the difference? You know, and it's hard to really know, but advice, hey, I, I'd say spend the more money in my experience the more money you spend the better it's spent.
1: yeah and you know I'm not saying that all of the ones that are that are higher end as far as like the price that they're not gonna be the best that's why you have to do your research like, yeah. see what their personality is about read about them but don't don't read into everything though because some people might be wrong also get a good feel of you know what they act like like they have social media You need to actually look into that, see what they're like. If they're.
0: Read some tweets.
1: Yeah, if they're stuck up and you don't like stuck up women, then there you go. That's not for you. If you do like it, then that's for you. Like if your ultimate is porn star quality, then try to find someone in that. Um, If you like Dom, then you need someone who can dominate you. There's so many categories out there, and you just need to find the one that is most appealing and attracting to you because if you're definitely not attracted to someone you're not gonna have fun and it's not gonna be cool yeah and you're just gonna be let down and then you're gonna have a bad taste in your mouth because you're gonna be like oh well that wasn't fun i just spent a lot of money for nothing yeah so definitely go into it with an open mind and also with what you want fuck yeah because this is for you, right? Yeah. We're celebrating you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> celebrating
0: you. <It's
1: laughs> yeah, we're celebrating you.
0: Where do you see yourself in like five years?
1: If you were to ask me this before COVID, I would have had like an absolute great answer for you. Yeah. But since COVID hit, I actually don't know where I see myself in five years. But I do have an idea of what I would want to still be doing. So I'd still want to be traveling in some sort of way. Definitely not working this anymore.
2: Okay. You're going to get out? Retired. Okay.
1: Hopefully. Please. <laughs> so you you better come. Hurry. I'm not going to last all, all eternity. <laughs> you hear that?
0: Clients. Y'all better fucking. She's going to be out at some point.
1: <laughs> yeah. And probably have my own business in some sort of way.
0: Hell yeah. What would you. Do you have like a, a what would you do if you could do anything thing? Do you have a thing, you know? Like, if, like literally anything you could do.
1: I would be traveling, helping people who are not as fortunate as, you know, us. Yeah. And making a change in the world. And I don't know exactly how that change would be. Yeah. But it definitely touching people in some way, like... Helping them either with mental health awareness or feeding them or helping kids. I think my weakness is kids. Yeah. I just hate to see kids that are, you know, mistreated, abandoned, unloved, just left out there. And I don't know, probably something around those lines if money wasn't an issue.
0: Oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Are, you, are you a fan of stand up comedy at all? I am. Do you have a favorite comedian?
1: Yes, Chris Della. <laughs> oh
0: boy, Chris Della. I saw him. I guess I've seen him maybe like three or four times. Uh, it was all like in L.A. at the comedy store, but uh, he's funny.
1: Yeah, I think he's also, he, I think he's also hot. So, Chris, if you hear this, I will keep you on the download. Don't worry. Just hit me up. <laughs> Just please, he
0: won't, you won't, you won't show everybody your text messages with him. And yeah, just, just
1: <laughs> please make my dreams come true. Hell yeah. Also, Shia LaBeouf.
0: Sh- Hit me Sh- up, boy. Shout out to Shia LaBeouf. Shout out to that dude.
1: Oh my god, he's so hot.
0: Did you? I saw Holes again recently. Did you see Holes?
1: Yes, I did.
0: So fucking good.
1: But I think now he's hot. Now he's like super hot. He's like hot so tatted he, up. He doesn't care. Yeah. I like that attitude. Yeah. I like that. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do what I want
0: like there was a little while there where he was trying to like fight people in public or something and that was kind of weird but i mean he's still
2: like
1: oh fuck it. he's my well, boy why are you so drama
2: yeah don't be drama
1: don't, <laughs> don't be drama i mean i'm pretty sure that's a stage but yeah so if those two you know want to ever hit me up you know where to find me fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah before we get out of here do you want to end on uh you got like a funny story or anything you want to end on before we get out of here Oh, my gosh. This
1: is kind of embarrassing, though.
0: Well, <laughs> the people want to hear it.
1: <laughs> okay. So, I've actually, when I first started, I was being to myself, right? Like, okay. So, kind of not in character. Okay. And I, by mistake, not on purposely, I farted. In nice. front of In front of a client, in front of the other girl. And she was like, did you just fart? And I was like, yeah, but I didn't mean to. Like, it literally just came out. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes sometimes you find I mean, It just happens. I,
1: yeah, but I hold it now.
0: Are we talking silent but deadly or one of those, like, loud ones?
1: No, it wasn't silent but deadly. Thank God. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, that would have been good. You could have blamed it on the client. Oh, you know?
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> that would have been terrible. But... <laughs> I actually did. It was was loud, and they heard it. And thankfully, he was like, oh, it's okay. I mean, it happens, and he was playing it cool. But I was actually told by the girl, I was like, you know, you can't ever do that. You can't do that again. And I understand. I get it. But it was because I was being too myself.
0: But also, too, like, they respect. I feel like you got to respect the realness. Be like, yo, she farted. She's cool as fuck. Like, what is she
1: not going to do? Yes. I mean, so, you know, I I take, I give him credit because he was being super cool. And I really appreciated that. But then this was, like, years ago. And this is when I first started. And I just realized then that I was like, okay, you can't be too comfortable (laughs) because
0: <laughs> yeah just too relaxed and yeah just, just you know boop.
1: just too relaxed is too much <laughs> like this is not you know this is not someone that you've been with for for five years like, yeah, yeah, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta chillax but... five years
0: we're farting all day you know but uh
1: <laughs> oh not even no. i hope not <laughs> but you know so i i just it, so we'll never do that again for sure and you can never
0: say never though
1: yeah you never know never know maybe it happens yeah i hope not though yeah but we can it, hope, it, was, it was i was so embarrassed really i was really really, yeah. really <laughs> embarrassed but that was a funny moment and oh yeah <laughs> i will never forget it of course
0: fuck yeah <laughs> Well Eliza, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This has been good.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Hell I yeah. think that this was very fun. Fuck yeah. And maybe some people can get a little glimpse of my personality. Yeah, people, hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so you see, I'm not I'm not scary. Yeah.
2: Not at all. No,
1: I'm
0: not scared at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before we get out of here, um, you want to plug some uh, social media for the people so they know where to find you?
1: Yes. So it's elizahishen. and also on Twitter I have eliza underscore Eshin, which is e i s h e n. Hell yeah! And you know you can find me. All around, I'm on P411, TR, SIXA, TRYST, um, yeah, pretty much sums it up. Fucking everywhere, this is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So if you see me, I'm the only Eliza Eshan. pretty
0: much. Sweet. Eliza <laughs> com. Eliza underscore Eshin on Twitter. Yes. Hell yeah. I appreciate you coming to the
1: podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Hell Seriously, yeah. this was really fun.
2: Fuck
0: yeah.
1: And really new. This is my first time.
2: Oh, that's sweet. Yes. Nice. yes, Yes. <laughs>
1: first time. First time for everything, well, huh?
2: Fuck yeah. <laughs>
0: Listeners, we will be back. Later. That was my interview with Eliza Eshin. yo Shout out, Eliza. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Listener, she just plugged it. I will plug it again. You can find her on Twitter at Eliza_underscore_Eshen. Her website, ElizaEshen.com. I'll have a link to her Twitter, her website in the Libsyn page from this week. So make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Give her a follow. While you were there, give us a follow as well. We are at Full Service Pod on Instagram and Twitter. My personal Instagram and Twitter at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you're following us on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Hit us with that five-star rating. Write us a review. That would really help for visibility for the podcast. I'll love you forever. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> but no, I appreciate you being here. This has been episode 58. We will be back next Tuesday. I, this is going to be a solo episode this week. I feel like I haven't done a solo episode in like two months. <laughs> I've been in. Uh, I've been on the. I've been on the go, so I haven't had time to record. But uh, this upcoming week, definitely a solo episode has to happen. Um, so hey, we'll we'll be back Tuesday. Hope you have a wonderful week later.
2: Full service.